Hello everybody, it is Michael here, back with another video. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe, as always, it is much appreciated, but we got some important stuff to talk about as the Denver Nuggets just ended the Portland Trailblazers season 126 to 115. They were able to pull out a very, very impressive win where they played some excellent basketball through and throughout. I want to just give a ton of credit uh, to the Denver Nuggets before I start to get into some criticisms about the Portland Trailblazers. Nikola Jokic played like the MVP player he is in this series. That's why he's the MVP. He was absolutely fantastic in these six games only had one dud in there but as a whole played just such great basketball 32 points 11 rebounds for us this is before the stats are updated but they'll be around there because he had another great performance in this one with 36 points eight rebounds six assists a lot of really good passes down the stretch he had a huge third quarter where he was completely unstoppable i think he scored like 20 points in the third quarter and again and just made so many key passes. The one that really stood out to me is when the defense collapsed on him and then he kicked it out to Aaron Gordon for three. That was massive. That was the shot that really finished the game. Uh, he had a layup off of Monte Morris' assist. He was just so fantastic this game. And that's the thing about Jokic is there's no way to stop him. And even with that, it's already so much easier because he's facing a team that has such terrible defensive personnel. Like when Nurkic isn't on the floor, which happened quite a lot this series because of how much foul trouble he was getting in, which is another issue with guarding Jokic. You kind of have to foul him to stop him. When that was happening and when he wasn't on the floor, they were looking terrible defensively because there's no one on that team that could hold Jokic at all in any capacity. The defensive rating stats, just to look at some of them for guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and you will be absolutely shocked at how bad they are. They're like, I think I saw it was on Twitter that Rondé Hollis Jefferson had like a 162 defensive rating. They just don't know how to guard him, and he was excellent in this game. Michael Porter Jr. continuing to be one of the best young scorers in the league. Really slowed down after his first quarter where it looked like he was going to put up fucking 70 points. He only ended up with 26 in this one. Still great performance overall. He was just on fire in the first. Again, slowed down a ton. They started guarding him a lot tighter. But I, I really enjoyed that he was doing other things to still be impactful. He made a lot of really nice passes, which is something that he usually doesn't do. He's not the greatest playmaker. Uh, was getting active on the board. Still a good game from him. Aaron Gordon, fantastic in this series. He was excellent. Did a great job of guarding Damian Lillard when he was on him and just overall played really really good hit his three-point shots which is huge whenever Aaron Gordon's in his threes he's a very impactful offensive player with his ability to cut finish uh, playmake as well 13 7 and 4 in this one very very solid performance uh, Austin Rivers played fine as well I uh, got to give credit to Monte Morris got to give a lot of credit to him uh, on them winning this series he had 22 and 9 in this one he's always been one of my favorite players uh, especially favorite role guys in the league just because he's someone who is super smart he is one of the highest basketball IQ players that this league has to offer and that's why he always has one of the best assist to turnover ratio so even though the Jamal Murray injury obviously hurts the ceiling of this team a ton I'm 
I'm going out on a limb and saying that they would have made the finals if Jamal Murray wasn't injured, and they had a they would have had a really good chance to uh, win it as well. That's just how special this team is. But Monte Morris can come in and be not again not near what the player that Jamal Murray is, and it's so much better when both of them can be playing. But he can still be a very, very impactful player because of his playmaking ability, because of his ability to score. He was doing a good job, a really good job, actually, of scoring out of the pick and roll in this series. He was just so, so efficient. And he's one of those guys you can just tell is built for the moment. He's never phased, and he was huge on them winning this series. He was one of the most impactful uh, players and probably was their third or fourth uh, best player throughout this series. Again, can't be understated how good he was for them. He was absolutely fantastic and just an overall great performance from the Denver Nuggets. 44% from three, 85% from the free throw line, uh, 28 assists, 12 turnovers. Like It was just a great performance from them. They were the better team, and they won the series like they deserved to. I was really, really impressed by them this series. I expected them to win in six, and that's what they did. Great performance from them. Uh, they're going to be facing a tough team regardless in the next round, whether that be the Los Angeles Lakers or the Phoenix Suns. So that's going to be interesting. But... I even if they lose in the second round, they get all the credit in the world for still beating a Trailblazers team who a lot of people had beating them. This is a super injured Nuggets team, but they find a way to just perform every single time because this team is so deep and so talented. Now, moving on to the Portland Trailblazers. Man, I'm going to go more into this in a, in a later video, so me, me, uh, be sure to be on the look for that. But this team needs drastic change. I'm not talking a small change where they just fire Terry Stotts. Now, firing Terry Stotts will help because he's a terrible coach. So, like, yeah, that'll be a nice step. But this team needs a whole lot more than that. As much as you can blame Terry Stotts, which I think is fair, the roster construction on this team is simply not good. And as loyal as Damian Lillard has been throughout his career, with how quick the NBA moves, you need to do everything possible before Damian Lillard requests a trade. Because if he requested a trade at this moment, I think everyone would not only not be mad at him, but would be happy for him. Because they have done a terrible job of surrounding that superstar player with talent. I'm not even the biggest Damian Lillard fan. Uh, he's a fantastic player, but a lot of the arguments just stem from the, the Luka Doncic debate. I'm a huge Luka fan, and I've always uh, been on the Luka side in that debate. But Damian Lillard is such a special player. So continuing to surround him with underwhelming rosters. And like, yeah, you've gotten unlucky with certain things. The Yusuf Nurkic injuries have really, really sucked for this team. That cannot go understated. But this team also has such a clear ceiling, even if Nurkic is healthy. And I think it mainly stems from CJ McCollum being their second dude. CJ was really really underwhelming the second half of this season and in this playoff run as well I don't know what it is he just did not look like the same dude uh, like even if the numbers were all right which they were it just didn't feel like he was ever really putting his stamp on the game he never was really taking over 
And the thing is about CJ McCollum is he's a number three option. That is that just is what it is. Like at best he's a two B. But he cannot be your number two on a championship team when Norman Powell is your number three. That just can't happen. Damian Lillard is fantastic. He deserves better than that. And I think they should absolutely explore trading CJ McCollum and be potentially aggressive about trading CJ McCollum because this has ran its course. This has a clear cap on it, and they're not going anywhere from here. So I want to see some big moves from the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, I would explore trading him as well. I think Yusuf Nurkic is a very good player, very talented, has a lot of things he does very well, good post player, solid enough defender, uh, good rebounder, but the issue is he's never healthy, at least in recent uh, times, and that health is a big, big issue because in a very similar way to uh, Chris Tapp's Porzingis, it always feels like Nurkic is trying to recover from an injury, and then he can never get back to what he was at a certain point. Uh, Robert Covington, he's someone who I think you could keep, but again, I'm I'm looking for drastic moves. Like if they traded Robert Covington, I wouldn't be mad at them. And if Damian Lillard, especially if Damian Lillard requested a trade, I'm blowing it up completely because you don't have young talent on this roster, or at least enough young talent that's really substantial in any way. Norman Powell, you lost that trade. He's barely better than Gary Trent, and Gary Trent's way younger. They're going to get about the same money in free agency. I never understood that trade. That trade always just baffled me. Mello, he's a cool guy to have off the bench, I guess. Uh, Anthony Simons, that's a bright young piece. But other than that, where is the depth on this roster? Where is it? Ennis Cantor, the guy who can't play defense at all. Derek Jones Jr., the guy who can't shoot. Uh, Harry Giles, the guy who's been injured for his almost whole career and has never been able to live up to that number one hype he used to have due to all those injuries. Uh, CJ Ellaby had some decent moments and like blowout games for them, and I think he's a solid guy that they got in the second round. Clinch uh, uh, Blevins, who I've never seen touch the floor. TJ Leaf, the, the guy who Lonzo Ball made, Nazir Little. Are we even sure he's a natural NBA player, or is he just there because he's young and has upside? Rondé Hollis Jefferson, remember what I was saying about those defensive stats? Like the the depth on this roster lacks so much, but the issue is the top isn't that great anyway. Because Damian Lillard, when we're talking about number ones, he is a number one, but he's probably a bit of a lower end number one, which isn't me being disrespectful to Dame at all. Because uh, being a number one, for me, that's a huge compliment because I think that means you can be the best player on a championship roster, which I wouldn't say for too many guys. But he is on the lower tier of those guys, for sure. CJ McCollum, if you're talking about winning a championship, is probably about the lowest tier number two option you can get. Norm Bow would be about the lowest tier number three option. It's just this roster doesn't have it. They don't have the defensive chops. They don't have the depth. They don't have the coaching. And they don't have the front office to make good decisions to improve the roster. They are stuck in mediocrity. And that is the worst spot to be, especially as a small market team. That is the worst spot you could possibly be. I don't know what the changes are, but I think they need to explore all their options before Damian Lillard asks out because that's a special talent that you are wasting. 
and he could get frustrated at some point. They have relied on and clung on to the fact that he's been loyal for so long, but he's going to hit a breaking point at some point, and I think that could be soon because we have seen the same thing happen to the Trailblazers year in and year out. Uh, but I'm going to go watch the Phoenix uh, Suns versus Lakers. We'll see what happens in that one. There'll definitely be another post-game reaction. But, yeah, that's my thoughts on uh, Nuggets versus uh, Trailblazers game six. Shout out to the Nuggets for winning the series. And I'm ready to see big moves in Portland. That has been the video. It's been Michael. Peace out.